everybody, welcome to Tales from Living with 59 Other Roommates. I'm DJ Manuel. I'm Deontay, what's up? And this is a podcast where we teach you about how it was to live with 59, 60, 70, 80, 100, all the people. <laughs> <laughs> so many to so count. Many. This podcast, in association with Sky Show Productions, is here to make sure you are in the know because we realize that most of you don't know what it's, what it's like to live with so many other people. Today, we have someone that probably has a lot more stories than I do, and trust me, I have tons of them, and the reason why he has so much more stories than I do is because he was part of the cog that was running the whole place. Dum, dum, dum. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> Today, we have the brilliant actor, brilliant manager at the time for, for, <laughs> for the co-living company, ran the whole shebang. We welcome Zenith Hunter, Zen. aka Zen. 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 <laughs> What's up, Zen? What's up? Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course, for of course. Here. Yeah. So I know the reason. One of the big reasons I actually wanted to have you here today because you are actually leaving for Australia tomorrow. You're leaving Los Angeles. I am. Mm. So this is actually kind of a nice little full circle moment. Yeah. I when I first that. moved to LA, the first place I moved into was Upstart. Yeah. So, uh, it's kind of fitting that on my sec- my last night last yeah, in like LA, last night, I uh, last come here and talk about all the crazy all things the crazy that happened. All the crazy things you experienced in Los Angeles. Wow. So, yeah, cool. thanks for having me. How do you oh, feel oh. about leaving? What's your thoughts? I'm excited. I've had mm-hmm. a, a, a great journey, the whole LA experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It's been interesting. 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 Uh, a lot of really great things. A lot of really challenging things. Always. Um, it's Los Angeles. Yeah, that's just kind of how it works. Right? It's, yeah. so, <laughs> it's the way that the people come. That's um, the way. Yeah, met, met a lot of great people, learned a lot of great things, had some amazing experiences. Um, but, you know, it's kind of come to that time where uh, yeah. I feel like my journey here is is done for now. Hey, look, for now. sometimes and, uh, that's how it is. Some, some, people's, some people's journeys in L.A. end just to resume later on. Yeah. I mean, I hope you're back, but, yeah. you know, you never know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I I won't rule it out completely. Mm-hmm. Sometime down the future, I think it would be very specific circumstances where I do come back. Yeah, uh, to work on on projects or uh, film some stuff. But, there we go. Um, I don't see myself living here. I'm not a yeah. city, I'm not a city person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, trust Which... me, I found that out really quickly. <laughs> Next time. Wait, how? about me or about you? About you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you building pies and. I was like, who is this handyman that knows how to do country bumpkin things? I was like, this man is not from the city. I mean, that was, that was one of the, <laughs> definitely one of the shocks of moving into somewhere uh-huh. like Upstart, mm-hmm. was realizing how little skills a lot of people have. Yeah. <laughs> These are artists, man. You didn't realize before? Yeah, they weren't going about to build a fucking hut. I mean, I don't expect people to be able to know how to build a hut, but you know, like... Let's <laughs> say they will sing around when, it. When someone calls me up and goes, hey, the, the toilet's blocked. Yeah. I'm like, mm, have you okay. tried to plunge it? Yeah. And they're like, like, like okay, f- f- like I grew up in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Like my toilet was really outside. Yeah. Like was it the ones in the ground, like with the hole? Not or, flushed. Or it flushed. It's okay. Okay. But, but you yeah. walk out the back door. You walk like a hundred yards down a path. Yeah. Where are you from? Tasmania. Tasmania. Oh. Yeah. And there's a toilet sitting, okay, sitting in the bush. There's no. There's no. <laughs> okay. There's no roof over it. There's yeah. no walls. Like, just sitting out it's just one toilet. Like, yeah, no, literally. It's like, just like sitting out there in the bush. But it flushes. Yeah. And it's got a septic tank and all that kind don't of stuff. Don't you find like crazy, because since there's nothing that covers it up, don't you find like crazy things like around it? Oh, you got to check underneath the like seat bugs. before you sit down. <sighs> oh, you got to check and see like scorpions? Yeah, and it's Australia. Oh, yeah, spiders and shit. Yeah. Like, you don't uh, you... sit down and like just have a spider bite on your asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, you can't. Yeah, I've you, seen the no, spiders. Gotta... I've seen the spiders you guys have in that I country. They're huge. They're <laughs> fucking huge. True. Yeah. <laughs> oh my I once God. woke up with one about that. They like crawled on my face. They crawled on your face? You know how quickly I would have died. Yeah, you know what? I feel safer in Australia than I do in LA. Hey, at least they're not holding knives. Exactly. The spiders aren't stabbing. <laughs> <laughs> I would say. Some funny story about that, actually. Yeah, what's up? So, uh, I'm supposed to have a spider stab you. Uh, no, about okay. this is an LA story, okay. not a back home story. Yeah, but um, it was probably a couple of months into when I first moved into Upstart. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a manager, we were just hanging out at yeah. the house, the, the Hoover house there, and then suddenly the two front windows of the house exploded inwards. Huh? Everyone hit the deck because 
you know, it's LA. It's yeah, drive by shooting or yeah, like that. The windows broke in. Like they, they, they thought there was a drive by shooting. I wasn't in the room at the time. I was in the kitchen. Yeah, and I heard the noise and I kind of ran in. I'm like, what the hell's going on? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, get down, get down, get down, get down. And I'm like, what? What? I get down on the ground. Like mm-hmm. someone, there was a drive by shooting. Like someone like just shot out the windows. And I'm on the ground and I'm like, and I like see two rocks. I'm like, it's not a drive by shooting, guys. Someone threw rocks. Someone threw rocks in the wind. Jeez. I like walk outside. How big were the rocks? Right. Like fist size. One of those are pretty big rocks. Yeah, like yeah. how the fuck are they throwing? Yeah, well, for, I, yeah. I think that's the main question. Why are they throwing rocks at your windows? What y'all do? Y'all start gang war? I don't huh? know. So, so what, I, what does y'all do to get these rocks thrown in the towns? I mean, y'all start know, to start it? gang war with that <laughs> next next door co living company. <laughs> Uh, this, is, this is before this is before there was any other companies, so like may, maybe gang war with Eddie. May, <laughs> they're right across may, the street. <laughs> this is before they existed, yeah. so maybe it was maybe we thought it was the neighbors or something. I ran outside, there was no one there. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, that's weird. Hmm. I go back inside and I go to call up the owner and I tell him what happened and why I'm on the phone. Someone runs in from the backyard and I'm like, yo, someone's throwing rocks over the back wall mm-hmm. into the backyard, and I'm like, what? So I'm like, you know, I'm fresh off the boat from Australia. I'm still probably a little naive yeah. at this point. Saying, I don't understand the rules yet. Yeah, so, you know, you think, back home, you think, if someone's throwing rocks at your house you, on a Friday night, you're probably like, damn kids mm-hmm. out there being, like, stupid. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, probably just kids. I'm going to go put the fear of God in them. Mm. So I grabbed a shovel. In LA. A shovel, okay. Yeah, grab a right. shovel. You at first, I was a shovel. Keep going. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> We've been doing some landscaping, gardening <laughs> stuff. Shovel. The shovel. I mean, like... On uh, the front porch. Yeah. Uh, yeah just... All right. Go so, ahead. Yeah, yeah, I grabbed a shovel. I ran Protect around, yourself. I went around into the alleyway. <laughs> and there's this, like, 40-something dude mm-hmm. throwing rocks over the back fence. He doesn't speak a lick of English. Mm-hmm. Logical. Eyes yeah. are all glassed over. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, I don't know, is he drunk? drunk? Is he having some, is he on drugs? Is he having some kind of episode? I like, like no, I, no idea. Yeah. Imagine this dude from the, from the Wild Thornberries. What's his name? Oh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe kind of a little bit like that, yeah. but yeah. maybe he didn't talk quite as much. He mainly just stared at me. Oh, gotcha. And then I'm, I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Like, why are you throwing rocks at our house? And he doesn't really say anything. Mm-hmm. And I got the shovel up, like, mm-hmm. what the hell? And then he pulls out this knife. It's about that long. That's a long knife? Yeah, it's a big knife. Oh, he was going to fuck you up. Oh. He was. At this at this point, ready. like, my adrenaline's up. Mm-hmm. Like, no, like, anybody pulls out a knife compared to a shovel, he didn't care about the reach. He was getting to you. <laughs> somehow. <laughs> yeah, no, I, <laughs> he was about to get to you somehow. I wish in the moment I yeah. had the uh, discernment, the, the the wit to uh-huh. say that that's not a knife. This yeah. is a shovel. Yeah. <laughs> but mm. unfortunately, that didn't come to my mind at the time. But mm. it, I, I, my adrenaline was so much off of my. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha, I'm like, gotcha. I'm, 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 I'm ready. Yeah, I'm, I'm fight mode. I'm ready. So I'm like, put the knife down. Mm-hmm. I'm having this scream, scream off with him. Uh, he goes to put the knife down on the ground. Oh, he actually put a knife down. He, he, he thought better of it. Uh-huh. He's well, like, this dude's okay. scary. He's yeah. got a shovel and I've got a knife and mm-hmm. he's like screaming at me because mm. I was screaming a lot at that mm-hmm. point. Uh, and then he changes his mind last minute and starts running away. Mm. I'm full kill mode at this point, mm. so I start chasing you him. You start chasing him. Why <laughs> would you chase him? Why are you chasing this man? You already he wanted all the smoke. <laughs> I'm like, I, I got a shovel. I'm going to take this dude's head off yeah. or something. I don't, I don't know. But I, I didn't fully think it through properly. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, someone else had f- followed me out and they were on the phone to the cops. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the cops are, are like, oh, he, he yells out to me, the cops said, don't chase him. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, that's that's, that's probably the right move here. Him. Don't chase him. He's so. about to, he, you know what could have happened? Trap. Exactly. He's making you run after him so he can, so he can meet his homies. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I went back inside and, and got an education on things you shouldn't do in America. Yeah. And it was, they were like, yeah, like, people have guns here. I'm like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't think He was running to that guy no. quick. Yeah. Do they, what's, what's, the, what's, the, what's, the, what's the thing about guns in Australia? Um, they don't have them, right? I don't know. No, so it's a, it's, it's a misconception that you don't have guns at all. No. Um, they, it's a lot harder to get them. Mm-hmm. So to get a gun, you need to be licensed. To get licensed, Mentally you stable. have 
uh, yeah, you have to go through full background checks and police checks, and you have to do actual <laughs> training. Yeah. Sure. Um, and then they're also restricted on the types of weapons you get, and you need a legitimate reason to ha- have one. Yeah. Wow. Um, I know. We shocking, have a... right? <laughs> Who would have thought? Like, we should have something like uh, that. Something. Um, America? Yeah. Yeah, so that, that's Here, kind all of... you need is a date of birth. <laughs> <laughs> Even then, that's maybe uh, questionable. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you need, to, you need to have a legitimate reason. And, and self, self-defense is not a legitimate reason. Hmm. So, wow. Wait, repeat that last one. Self-defense, self-defense is not a legitimate reason for having a, a firearm in Australia. Not here. That no. is the legal loophole of everybody here in the United yeah. States. So what do you do? So if you, you if you want a weapon, it's either your. If it's self-defense, uh, though, like if something happened, like you call the cops and wait for someone to help. Show up. Uh, Someone's breaking into my house. Help. What I mean, you if you in, in that <laughs> situation, like if you have one, but you can't use that as a reason for getting one. Oh, gotcha. Uh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. You can't I, mean, use that I was just like, you that's can't not shoot a... them if they're mm. breaking in your house. But that, I mean, that would be a very, that would be very, that would be a very dicey legal situation. Yeah, that's because yeah. I'm thinking because you're not allowed to have it in the first place. But then the self defense, you use it. But then they're asking you like, why did you have the gun in the first place? I think I look. I'm not a lawyer. I don't know exactly. I know. Yeah, just questions that pop up. Yeah. yeah. But but my understanding of it is a. Like, it would need to be a, an appropriate response to the threat you're facing. Mm. Hmm. Interesting. All so right. if they're unarmed and they break into your house and they're trying to steal shit and you shoot them, yeah, you're going to get done for murder. Huh. Um, well, if, if, if they if they come into your house and they're armed and they're trying to hurt you and you shoot them, then you probably got a legitimate reason for mm-hmm. like using a firearm. Mm-hmm. Um, All right. Well, thank you for teaching us the laws of Australia. Yeah. yeah, we, yeah. We, we, we appreciate the gun laws, <laughs> and uh, I'll try not to take my next gun to Australia. I will. Leave leave, yeah, leave it. Leave it behind. Yes. Leave it behind. Yeah. I'll leave it. I'll it. <laughs> but uh, for let me ask you this: What um when you first came, what year did you come to the the United States? Because did you go immediately to Upstart? So mm-hmm. I was living in Canada before I moved here. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, so I was up there for seven, no, six and a half years. Okay. And I won the green card lottery to gotcha. be able to move down to the States. Lotteries, we love it. Yeah, you know, a little cheat code there. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I mean, we actually love it, man. So, <laughs> basically, how that works is you get, once you get the visa, mm-hmm. you have six months to enter the country. Right. And, you know, I didn't have a whole lot of money saved up or anything. Mm-hmm. So, was, I basically moved here. I had. I think maybe $1,500 in my bank account. Mm-hmm. I had no job lined up. Mm-hmm. And I had a friend um, that could, said I could save for a week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I love this story. <laughs> so I showed up and I very quickly realized that, oh. Yeah, you need money here in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Like they do credit checks for rental properties yes, here. Yes, they do. Like they that's do. not a thing back home. Mm-hmm. Um, you just want to get a place and you get one. Well, I mean, you still have to prove income and stuff. Yeah, the, like yeah. a credit report. That's the like, big is thing a, here, though. It's yeah. a very. I'm, honestly, I've never been to any other. I mean, they do it in other cities in the United States, mm-hmm. but I've never been to any other city that's as strict on the credit report as Los Angeles is. Yeah. You know what I think? Honestly, I think it's because there are rules and regulations here that lean so heavily towards the tenant that mm. that credit is such an important thing to make sure that because all that stuff ends up on your credit report if you do get it exactly you, that you have to make sure that the tenant can actually pay the rent because you know once they're in you ain't getting them out it's hard to get them out yeah almost yeah. impossible yeah <laughs> so as we all know yeah as we all know <laughs> um so yeah I, I moved here i didn't like know anyone apart from that one person i was saying that, yeah um uh <laughs> yeah so Basically, I was I was looking at I'm like, oh, this is not going to end well. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't have a job lined up. I didn't have it. And then I found uh, Upstart on in Craigslist. Hey! Yeah. Craigslist! <laughs> See, I know I wasn't the only one, guys. Yeah. Hey! <laughs> I told you. I told you it was on Craigslist. Y'all didn't want to believe me. <laughs> yeah, and I, I sort of, I'm like, this, is, this seems too good to be true. This, mm-hmm. this is going to be some kind of a scam or something yeah. like that. But I, like, contact them, and they're like, yeah, come on by. Hey, that's all they say. Just come on by. Yeah, just come on by. Check uh, it out. Uh, Although there was, this was 
Because this is the very first month that they'd opened. Gotcha. So it was still very It was all very, very uh, brand new. So you're, they didn't know what they were doing. There was uh, very little of any. So you're an decision. original upstarter. Yes. OG. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. The OG. 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 Okay. All right. How so, did you get um, like into um, being like, I guess, upper management? Um, I'll get to that in a second. Mm. This kind of ties into this. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. So I, I showed up. Uh-huh. And... They kind of showed me around the property. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. And there was a bunch of other people living there. That like, a few people that had just moved in. Right. Maybe twelve people at that point. Mm-hmm. And everything was brand new because it was new. New. Yeah. yeah. Um, First month. And they yeah they went over and I'm like, all right. So this kind of works. And paid my deposit. And mm-hmm. m- moved on in. I'm like, oh yeah. If I hadn't have found that, this, I wouldn't be in LA. Mm. You would have moved somewhere else. I would, ha- I would have had to go back to Canada or go back to Australia. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because I there was no way I was finding any other place that was A, going to be that cheap, and B, let me in with no job and no credit report. Which is honestly like, which is honestly the story of a lot of people that moved to LA. Yeah, I mean, that, that was that was the whole inception behind Upstart. Was yeah. Because it's so... Because, like, the founders, that was kind of their story. They yeah. did it really hard when they first moved here. And, um, yeah, that was not that kind of option for a lot of people. So if you're, if that you're, was the original idea, which is a great idea. Yeah, no. If you're, if you're a young yeah. person you're moving here from, from not even not even outside the country, like you were, if you're moving from, from from some other city and you're coming to LA, you're young, no credit history, no credit history, barely no. any money. Yeah. Probably yeah. don't have a like a bunch of a job like exactly up or nothing. You just like I'm just coming like, come and live in LA. Go. Your ambition. Yeah. And yeah, if you don't have anything, it's really hard to do. So like, yeah, yeah I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be in LA if it wasn't for us. Hundred percent. Hey, however, I mean, no. the, the early days, it was amazing. Yeah. I bet it was. It was I amazing. Mean, like when there was one was house, twenty-seven people, like yeah. max. Um, oh, wasn't that nice? Every weekend, oh. they would have fifty-nine people. Yeah, they had yeah. activities that yeah. they would come around. How many people in the room? Uh, so there was three guys' rooms and three girls' rooms. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was a duplex that was divided in half. Oh. Uh, so it was like the girls' side and the guys' side, yeah. which was upstairs and downstairs, which was all common right. areas. Um, and this was, the, this, yes, it was, because it was the Hoover house. I remember the house. Yeah, this is the house. Yes. Um, so there was one room that had six beds, one room that had four beds, and then one room that had eight beds. Okay. In, okay. Uh, in on each side. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. And then there was one manager room in the attic. Oh, so? Yeah. I know. <laughs> but I've, I've been to that manager room. It's hard to get up there. I, I lived would, in it for see, a while. I would, I would have been there. Yeah. yeah. You love to, to get into that. That was a fire trap for real. Uh, yeah. Uh, like you literally to get into the manager room, you have to go through one of the other bedrooms. Mm-hmm. You go into the closet, and there's like a pull down staircase. And, and you have to go, go up, up that into thing. this like room. Yeah, and that's the only way in or out. Oh hell no. It so also I'm, wasn't insulated very well, so it got stupid hot. I bet it was. Like, you had a little portal AC thing, but, like, even with that crank and full ball, it still got really hot. Somebody didn't like you. They could just um, slip something in, like, can't get out. Yikes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I still worry, I worry about, like, a little AC thing, you know, and still. Well, we had the, they had an AC unit yeah. up there. Like, even running full blast in the middle, like, in a heat wave, you're dying. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, it was really cool, like, in the beginning. Of, like, most of my friends in L.A., they're still from that period of time. Yeah. Like we, I've made really good friends, and we no, had no, no, a I, lot I, of great, really cool experiences. I've been to a few um, few parties, and every time I come there, it's it's OG upstart after OG upstart after OG. I was like, yeah. so y'all got away here for the first month? All right, yeah. well. <laughs> but yeah, back in the back in the original days, it was uh, basically activities were included. Mm-hmm. So, what's some of the best activities that they had back then? The boat. So the, no, the no, that comes later. We'll, we're gonna the, discuss that later. <laughs> <laughs> that was was advertised to me. Boat party. Oh, the boat party. We, yes. we, we yeah. had a few. Uh, Didn't have one while I was in there. Yeah, you moved in at a weird time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's on the like the website of people jump off boats. How I was like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna live my life. Mm-hmm. Not one boat. We had great. We had a lot of great boat parties. We um, we did one uh, canyoneering adventure. Kenya what? Canyoneering. Hmm. Who's that? Who uh, that? So we, it, they took us up to up into the mountains. Mm-hmm. Gave us like harnesses and ropes. Huh. And we basically came like took a hiking trail up and then go down into it like follow a creek bed like canyon where you got to actually like abseil down and stuff. Interesting. Like that. It was a lot of fun. 
I was. I, I bet I would, it was. See, I would have a good time doing that. But yeah, I mean, someone me almost as, died. But me, but me as me as an owner, I was about to say, me as an owner, I'm not sure if I want my tenants doing that. If they died, they're not paying the rent next month. Yeah. So those uh. Not the man. <laughs> but were those que- like questionable people? Questionable. Um. I mean, it was. <laughs> that means y'all were doing it. Oh fuck that! Put put it put it this way. Uh, other people teaching me how to do this. You always like that. I don't think any insurance company would approve that. As Probably an not. <laughs> um, it seems it seems hard that they would. So it took it took an, it was an entire day adventure. Mm-hmm. As we're coming out, right, we get to the bottom. Everyone's run out of water because we didn't know that it was going to take this long, so we didn't have any water. No water. Um, and you're hiking. All right. Well, hiking. It's LA. It's hot. Yes. So, and then... And it's hot. Well, firstly, on the way up, someone had an allergic reaction and had to go back to the car. Um, secondly, on the way down... They, that was in the they, first... They ran out, they that was ran the out. first warning? Yeah. Yeah. Turn Everyone ran out of water. Mm-hmm. It, was get, it was getting dark. And... Uh, that point has bears, guys. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And, and mountain lions. And, um, yes... See? You guys have more dangerous animals here than there are in Australia. Shut <laughs> up about that. <laughs> yeah. Can't be out here in the dark. I'd give you that over a couple of spiders and snakes back home. We're fine. Um, Debatable. But let's go. But yeah, then uh, the guy who was leading the trip mm-hmm. decided that he was, uh, we must have gone too far and now we have to go up. So he started like taking us up this weird side trail thing. Mm-hmm. Wasn't the way. I'm like, pretty sure it's still that way. Yeah. Um, at this point, someone was severely dehydrated and was like basically fainting. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, way here. I, th- I kind of took a little charge at this point. I'm yeah. like, okay, way here. I'm yeah. pretty sure the car's down that way. I, so I went off by myself, mm-hmm. ran down, found found the car, grabbed some water out of the car, came mm-hmm. back up, and then helped everyone get back out. Hmm. Um, well, glad you took charge. Question. I think this how is many... how I ended up being a manager. Yes. <laughs> but also, question. How many black people were on this trip? No, I think you're, you're probably all smart enough not to do it. There we go. That was the first <laughs> You decided not to bring the black. I thought about it. I, I said it in my head. I was like, I wonder. I would not have you never You decided not to bring us colored folks. If, if at least one of us was colored, trust me, you would have not ended up in... Actually, you probably still would have. We just wouldn't be, be there with you. <laughs> I need two jobs. You were just maybe smart enough not to do it in the first place. Yeah. I, I had a great time. I thought it was fantastic. It, would, it sounded like a great time. I, I was... Uh... Just logistic. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's all that allergic reaction. Like, no, nah, uh. I'm starting to itch, too. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Look at this. Is this a mosquito bite? That's what I would have said. Yeah. Now. Yeah, so that's kind of how I ended up with a... Uh, Leadership. Leadership know, role, control. I guess. Mm-hmm. There was a couple of inst- like, a, instances like that, which, because uh, after a couple of months, I, I didn't actually find a job that was really paying the bills properly. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, was, I was working a job, I got my first paycheck, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I can't pay rent with this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm literally, like, working, and I'm not going to be able to pay rent. Um, and then there was also a whole incident on the bus coming home one night when someone thought they were going to pull a gun out, and I'm like, yeah, okay, I quit that job, done with that. So I, I, huh? You drove a bus? No, I was on, I was catching the bus home. Oh, okay. I was mm. like, I was, and there I was, was a racial riot thing happening on the bus. And so you got the, the full LA experience. You ran into a knife. They took your hiking and you fought for your life. Yeah. Then there was a gun on a bus. Yeah. Well, LA, it implied, look. I don't hundred percent know, but he put his hand in, into a bag like that and said, you want to say that again? Ooh. And everyone's like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> and I'm like, ding, and got off the bus and walked home after that. And never, I, I quit that job that day. Yeah. Um, and that was about the point that I actually ended. I actually went back to Canada because mm. I'm like, I don't. I have a job I can go back to up there. I have somewhere I can stay. I'm like, LA is not working out for me right now. What man? Um, You're a full Los Angelino. Uh, this is this is about two months into my when I moved here. Okay. I was up there for a couple of months. And then I got a phone call uh, from the owner of Upstart. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey, would you like to come back to LA? Uh, we're expanding. Uh, we'd love to have you on in a management position. Mm-hmm. Get the free rent and the paycheck and yeah. all that kind of stuff taken care of. I'm like, well, that's an easy way of doing it. Yeah. So, okay. number two, I yeah. wouldn't be in LA if yeah. it wasn't for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So now you're back for your second deployment. Yes. Right. <laughs> second tour of duty. Yeah, second tour of duty. <laughs> good, good. Okay. Now, um, now you're on your second tour, and you're in a management position, and because I've I've been in 
management position with you. Mm-hmm. So I kind of know how, how all this kind of unfolds. What are some of the things, some of the weirdest things that, you, that you've probably seen when we're kind of moving people out or moving people in or just Ooh, some stuff that just during cleaning, because <laughs> we know with, with so many people in a pod, mm-hmm. in a close proximity, some people can bring some weird stuff. And uh, not everything is always legal. I feel like I got a suitcase still in this, this um, yeah, storage room. You got, you, so yeah, right now, you, remember you, got, you still got a suitcase? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I feel like I left one. So it was your suitcase that I found that was full of drugs and uh, scales? Because okay. and, uh, <laughs> that was definitely one thing I found was a bag that had, uh, it had like a little drug scale in there. A drug scale, all right. And it had Ziploc bags and lots of other little Ziploc bags mm-hmm. that were all labeled mm-hmm. with designer experimental research chemical drugs. Designer. He could have been. He or she could have been a jeweler. Sure. Why yeah, not? Yeah. Um, I'm just saying. You need. You need. I, I I did some googling on on my. Yeah. What the hell is this? Yeah. You know, I'm like, oh, this is like some pretty hardcore. Uh, yeah. This is the place uh, to get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the thing is, I, I'm not even sure that there were such research chemicals. I'm mm. not even sure they were illegal. Oh. Hmm. So you're saying the way the the chemicals were legal? They may not have been. been oh, gotcha. They might have been so new and so like not on the radar that they were not necessarily actually illegal. Um, so you're basically saying you found some fentanyl before fentanyl was a thing. Wasn't fentanyl? Mm. I didn't didn't find any of that. Mm. But I yeah I got rid of all that. Yeah, you probably don't want got to get rid that. of it. Yeah, threw it away. Yeah, I I didn't decide to do it. That would have been a bad idea. Oh, I think. Um, and yet, you did, you decided not to mail it to me. I could have. Tell him what with it. What's that? Don't worry about it. It's, I said I wouldn't talk about that. It's between me and my god. What you gonna do with it? Uh, hey. So that was, that was one thing that I found. Off the podcast. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, later. Uh, <laughs> I have a headache. I think that's concrete. I have something for that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I bet you do. I bet you do. It's time for me to go. Uh, <clears throat> uh, so there was another time. This is... This is late stage upstart mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah, um, where there was all sorts of strange people living oh, there. Oh, pandemic upstart. Pandemic upstart. Gotcha. Yeah, this, gotcha. this is pandemic upstart when everyone, uh, anyone got let in because they needed money to yes. pay the bills, yes. keep the lights on. Um, so we had a new person moving in, mm-hmm. and when a new person moves in, you got to go in and clean the pod and get it all ready for yeah. them and everything. So I went into this room, and this is a pod that was supposed to be empty. And I open it up, and I'm like, it's full of shit. Mm-hmm. And at this point, I don't know if it's like someone's actually in there or if people are just storing stuff in there or it's someone just abandoned stuff because there was no real system in place that was working at mm. this point. It was all a little chaotic. Um, so I pull back the blanket that's in there. Underneath the blanket, there is a... Nothing goes ever under a blanket. Uh, <laughs> life-size, full silicon torso sex doll. Oh, got the thicky. <laughs> I'm just like, oh. oh. I'm like, I don't know. Oh, the mm. oh, sex doll was thick. I'm like, okay. I, yeah. Oh, it was full life size. Like, Lumptious. All right, like, I see. Weighed a lot. Wait. <laughs> it, was, it was heavy. I'm like, well, what? Uh. So I'm just like, I don't want to touch anything in here yeah. right now. <laughs> you, did, you did like stick your finger? No, no, oh, I, oh, no. I, I decided that it was no, not it was time for that. that. I'm like, I don't know who this is to start with. <laughs> so I, I knew one person in that room. Yeah. So I went and found them and I'm like, who's in this pod? Mm-hmm. And they told me. Mm-hmm. So I then had to go find them and I'm like, Hey, are you uh, are you living in this pod right now? Like this pod number, whatever it was. Mm. And he's like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, so I just went in there to clean it out because mm. someone's supposed to be moving into that one, and that you're not supposed to be in that one. Yeah. I just the color drains from his face. Oh, <laughs> he knows exactly wait, what I just. Found. So you're yeah. telling me that pod, that pod wasn't even his? Like he he, he, he just, wasn't supposed to be in there. He he'd, he'd moved into it without telling anyone. So he was using it as a getaway pod. Possibly, it might have oh. might have just been his sex pod. Yes. <laughs> But it'd be just sex potting it up in there, but he's like, This is my vacation home. <laughs> Not vacation home, but you know, that... I, 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 I don't, I don't get it. Like, that's that's pretty ballsy. Like, having a yeah, you're like, sharing yeah. a room with 12 other dudes, yeah, yeah. and you're 
Maybe going to community. town with a it sex was, doll? It was a community. I, so I thought so. I was like, man, it was, it was a it community. Was, maybe they shared it. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I, 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 oh, God. Yeah. Ain't no fun unless the homies have none, right? Oh, look, I don't want to go in there with a black light, put it that way. And that shit's going to light up like a Christmas tree. <laughs> they probably, you know, just said that that's the designated pod for that. Yes. And that's this, the fucking pod. Yes, that is, that is the fucking pod. This is the pod if you want to have boys a good time. Oh. Ten bucks a pop. Ten, wow. <laughs> Maybe, that maybe, but maybe that, that was how he was trying. Hang on, he wasn't paying rent. Never mind. No one was paying rent at that, that point. That could have been an easy come up. Yeah. That was, that was you know what? They probably could have got away with it. But that's the first that, time I heard someone being a pimp to a sex doll. Sex, sex <laughs> so that's probably the strangest thing I found. Okay. Um, plenty of other just strange things. Ah, look, it's I know, I know it's. <laughs> There's lots of that as Crack well. Crack pipe in the sink ones. Yes. Like, sink? Yeah, just something they left in the bathroom sink. Swing some crack in the bathroom and then... Yeah. Oh, yeah. sex toys and community crack. Just drop it. <laughs> just drop it in there. Oh, I'm done with this. Yes. <laughs> Got them brushing my teeth and now just... That'd be crazy. You find, you find a toothbrush, just cracks sprinkled all over it. It's like every single morning. The best breakfast of all. A little <laughs> crack. It's insane. Look, you know, it's probably cheaper than eating. Yeah. We oh. said the last time, too. I said, there's something to crack in this, in this area. Yeah. Look, it's delicious. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was saying, crack in LA. It's, it's something special, apparently. Oh. oh, just for any future like employers out there. Um, I don't do crack. I'm just joking. These are all jokes. Um, <laughs> please sponsor me. <laughs> it's the fact that yes. that was a pivotal moment. He said, wait a second. Yeah. Well, just, I'm just joking. <laughs> JK. Yeah. LOL. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha ha. Yes. Disney. I'm clean. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. Do, doing the management thing, though, definitely a weird experience. Mm-hmm. I learned a lot about people. Mm. Um, and people do some really strange things sometimes. Speaking of people that are doing strange things, great segment into this next thing, this next story. I heard you guys were on a boat. Yeah. And something happened to the person that was supposed to be rowing the boat or sailing the boat. Yeah, so we did this not, a couple of times. That we, not the we'd, captain. Yeah. <laughs> we'd take the boat out mm-hmm. and we'd be like sailing up and down the coast off like Santa Monica, Venice area. There. Okay. Just kind of doing, doing laps and everything. And uh, we'd chuck a rope out the back. And people would jump off the boat and then c- catch the rope and pull themselves back in. Yeah. Which is a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. Sounds fun. Uh, the person that was captaining the boat decided they wanted to turn. Hmm. Jumped off the boat. Missed the rope. <laughs> the boat keeps going. <laughs> Damn. And I'm like, so, uh. Who's going to drive the Anyone boat? know how to sail the boat? Because we had sails up and everything. Yeah. We weren't just motoring along. Like, we had sails up. Yeah. Which is a little more technical than uh, mm-hmm. regular driving a boat. I'm like, everyone just kind of looks around. I'm like, cool, 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 cool. So basically, okay. it's the same thing in like a, a pilot out of a plane just jumping out. out. Yeah. And then you're like, who's going to fly this so thing? At this point, he's slowly like just getting further and further away and like just getting turned around. I'm like, uh, you, you're the guy that's supposed to be driving the boat. Now we got to figure out how to do that. So now we got to figure out how to do that. Yeah, we have to. Take, mm-hmm. take the sails down. Somebody pull out the Google machine. Right, but how did you guys get that? Like, how did that? So I knew, like, a little bit. Okay, mm-hmm. so you did again. And the cu- okay. a couple Come of people on, knew, like, a little know, bit. Just saving everybody's life. Right. So we managed to, like, get the sails down okay. and, then, t- and then turn the engine on. Mm-hmm. And then once you're under engine power, it's pretty easy. You, okay. know, you can just steer the boat. Candy, listen. Um, Candy, look. Yeah. Like I said, so. anytime, anytime you need someone to just deal with something mechanical, and honestly, technical, just calls in. There's a lot of times okay, where. What about technical? No, even technical. There's, you know how many times I was at Sunset trying to trying to mess with the the studio uh, internet connection. And I could not figure that shit out. Mm. And every time I call in, he just come through, spend like 15 minutes in there, he'd be like fixed. I'm yeah. like, how dare you? See, the fact that I grew up without electricity, mm-hmm. th- that doesn't make any sense that I should be a better at that it than you. It doesn't. No, not at all. No, That's why I was so offended. <laughs> <laughs> I was that like, happened a couple of times too. It wasn't a one-time thing. I know. Like could, no one could figure out the internet to get it to it's work in the studio. It was crazy, I think. Yeah, and, and I'm just, also in the studio. Yes, in the studio, because I'm just like, I know all the parts on how on how to fix the router. I know all the parts on how to connect it to the internet connection. 
how am I not able to fix this? And Zen, with a hammer, goes in there, and he's able to, to do it. I was like, this makes no sense. Mouse touch. I mean, it's like one of those things that you take you, your car in to the mm. mechanic with a problem, and it's, you say, it's doing this, and then they turn it on, it's not doing that. I feel like that's how it worked half the time, is I'd just show up and someone would say, oh, this is broken, and I'd just need to be there and it would work. But just my presence alone was enough to <laughs> fix whatever was going it, on. You know? and half the time, I didn't even have to do anything. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. resonating. So, that, yeah. I mean, you... I'm just good luck, Charm. You there built you built the whole studio. I'm like, of course, he knows how this works. Mm-hmm. It was all the intricate... Did you build that one at Sunset? Or help build it? Uh, or the deck? Did you build the deck? The deck? I didn't build the deck. Mm-hmm. I built the pods at Sunset. Yes. I mean, you like, know the deck like outside and in the front? like. No. Um, no I wonder I... Who, who built that. Because that, was, that wasn't originally there. It wasn't there. It was yeah. there like during um, pandemic time. No, no, it was there before the pandemic. Was it? Yeah, yeah. I yeah, think yeah. that was there, like, from the mm-hmm. start. No, no, no. It wasn't, because I saw the photos of it before. It wasn't there before. I'm sorry. It wasn't there before I was start. So someone built it. I just don't know who built it. Mm, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It showed up. Opening that house is a nightmare. It's How so? Because it was, they basically sold it out, mm-hmm. like, to fill it up without it being finished. So people were living. What were people? No, were no. So, so they, they, but... It was opening New Year's Day. Mm-hmm. New Year's Eve at 3 a.m. was still there building stuff. <laughs> and mm. it wasn't, it still wasn't done. So people were moving in the next mm. day and like there was still stuff that needed to be done. Like it took a couple of What kind of stuff that needed to be done? That's, that's, the mo- that's the main question. What kind of stuff? Oh, I'm trying to remember now. I mean, there was a bunch of things that were like just not 100% completed or there was still piles of like construction debris mm. around and stuff like that. So, by the way, people were supposed to move in this new house was just mm. being completed and it was still, like, dirty and, like, construction dirt and that kind of stuff. Ah, uh-huh, so, okay. But, but did but people have of, somewhere to sleep? For the most part. Okay. I didn't care. Yeah. Right, the pods okay. were pretty much done. They're still a little dusty, but... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah she had someone walking. <laughs> moved in. She got so mad. Um, she had, had hold of, like, allergies and stuff. She was <laughs> walking around the house holding an air purifier. Like in front of her face. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like something. Sounds like one of the little dust to me. <laughs> yeah, no, I was, was going to name a person I feel like that would be like in such a. Of all the people. They didn't, they didn't stay there long. Though, they... oh, I was about to say, it's still like it would be. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can think of a few people that might have done things like yeah, that for sure. Just, yeah. Of all the people, because I know you got a few of these. Of all the people. Please do not say their name because, you no, know. No names. We're not going to dox people on here. We don't do that. Ding. Anyways, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of all the people that you've met at Upstart, who is that? Would you say was like the absolute worst human being to deal with? Because we all know this, especially from a manager side, because that that's you probably ran into some some personalities. I mean, there was a lot of people that. Mm. I mean, some people did some really horrible things. Yeah. Like dealing with, like I've dealt with sexual assault allegations. Of course, yeah. I've, yeah um, I was, yes. Physical assault allegations. Mm-hmm. Uh, I figured physical assault. Mm-hmm. Um, but sexual, that's weird. But I mean, sometimes the physical assault seemed justified, honestly. No, that's so sad. <laughs> but... I, would, I would expect that more. Like, somebody yeah. throwing a drink at somebody. Like, I feel like that would be pouring something. Depending on what the other person did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the thing, the thing that I found is, and I'm sure you probably experienced this a bit as well. Yeah. Is it makes you feel insane. It does. When you're talking to these people and you don't know who to believe, mm-hmm. because both of their stories sound completely batshit insane. Yes. Like so, you're talking to both people and you're like. Like, and particularly when you know one person, but their mm. story sounds insane, and then the other person is, like, saying something, and you're like, this is, like, I honestly Don't feel know. like a crazy person yeah. and, like, have no grounding in reality anymore. And, you know, the, the, the funny thing is, they're both telling their version, what they believe is their version of the oh, truth. Oh, that's, that's a like, wild... they fully believe it. That's a wild part, is you're like, no one's lying. Yeah. Because they fully believe what they're doing, but their own different perspective yes. of what happened um, gets very 
twisted living with that many mm-hmm. people and under that kind of high, particularly during the pandemic with all the high stress and yes. everything and everything that everyone else is going through. I mean, you got to cut people a little bit of slack for that. The whole world was kind of insane. Yeah, um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, there's legitimately times when I was like, I had no idea who's telling the truth here. At t- honestly, at and times, I didn't give a fuck. I was like, I don't know who's telling the truth. Just don't do this bullshit again. <laughs> yeah, know? but I mean, there's definitely sometimes where that's the attitude. You're like, I, the people both have these insane stories. And it's like, I really don't care. Yeah. I'm not really here for this. Yeah, yeah like it's that's why I was like, this is your guys' I tried problem. To be, like, I tried to be banter. I was like, oh hell, I'm gonna be fucked up. Yeah, Mm-mm. I'm not. A, I didn't come here for that. I am a star. I'm an artist. And the funny and the thing is that it's non-stop. Yeah. Every day, people are getting into these petty arguments, and I, and then they'll come to you and be like, can you solve this? I'm like, I don't even know what this argument is to begin I'm, with. I'm like. Dude, you're in your mid twenties to thirties, yeah. like, and you're having this petty argument about something stupid. Like, mm-hmm. do you have no life skills? Hey, how about you go talk to them? Yeah. Have you have you spoken with them? No. No, you just came to me first. Interesting. So you want me to be your mouthpiece? Yeah. Not group doing chat that. Was crazy. Yeah, yeah. Our little group chat was. Insane. Group chat was funny that, though. That was my bane of my existence. I, Honestly, I, that was I hated the whole group chat I thing. To I be like out of it. So get, much. like that was just a terrible idea from the start. They should never have been a group chat. No. Yeah. I it got it, sometimes I got. I mean, honestly, to tell you the truth, I found it a little funny. It, it was especially some people that did some that said some shit. I'm like, I shouldn't laugh at that. <laughs> it's comical, but like, it but was that's hilarious. A lot. It was was a lot of times I had to I had to take people off the group chat because I'm like. If I let you on, if I leave you on this group chat, you're gonna start shit. You're gonna start some shit. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, people are really gonna come at you in person, and I don't want to deal with that. So I, there was one time in the group chat, the Sunset group chat, where one of the members had a, you know, a rage fit, and uh, we all know who that member is, the usual person that has a rage fit, <laughs> and another person came to her defense. And was like, hey, why would you, why would you do X, Y, Z to this person when you know they have an anger issue? And I'm like, so you, you know, they have an anger issue and you're asking us, why would we do that? If we know, like, I am not this person's mother. Yeah. I'm not this person's father. It is not my responsibility responsibility for them to control their anger issues. Like, why are you making it? Right. <laughs> it's what you it's what you're here it, for. That's I'm like, that is not my responsibility. They need to get their anger under control. I'm not here to walk on my tippy toes around them. Like this is not how this works. That's not how life works. You got anger issues, you do something to me, you going to jail. Yeah. Solve I mean, your anger issues in there. <laughs> yeah, the amount of people that just had no idea how to interact with or like solve solve the smallest of problems. Mm-hmm. And like something that should be something really minor just blows up into this massive big issue because they don't know how to communicate or they don't have any kind of conflict resolution skills. Yeah. No, no, no. And it's crazy. It's insane. <laughs> I, I remember, and I, I remember, I tell you this all the time. I'm like, Zen. I think this, this is when we both left the, the magic position and when I, you know, went to go on to greener pastures. Uh, I was like, Zen, the reason why I enjoyed being like a co-manager with you is because you you have one trait that I find so great that most people should have but do not is that you are just reasonable (laughs) (laughs) reasonable a lot of people at upstarts are not reasonable that one simple trait that we should all probably have doesn't exist when you live with that much that many people Mm-hmm. And particularly when you live that many people, it's important. Yeah. I mean, I think that's something everyone should like cultivate because it makes life so much easier. Just understanding. It makes life so much easier. Just if understanding. You're able to see from someone else's perspective. Yeah. And not get emotional about everything. If you're able to like step back and go, hang on, like, how am I actually dealing with this? Mm-hmm. It makes life easier. So much, so much better. And. <laughs> And honestly, this is where a lot of our stories come from because, because 
while early upstart was such a great thing and during the pandemic people became even more less even less reasonable and become more became more delusional mm-hmm. yeah all these people live in the same place they can't go outside nowhere to put all their energy yeah so i mean i i think that there's a couple of like factors in that one, yeah one is that the kind of people that are attracted to a career in the arts mm-hmm there's a couple of different types of people that tend to be yes. attracted to that. Uh, Go ahead, tell me your theory on this. I probably agree. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my, this is definitely my perspective, mainly from like an actor point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, so you get the people that love the art. Yep. Love the process. Love the the craft. Mm-hmm. Um, they tend to be the people that are a little bit more successful mm-hmm. and a little bit more emotionally mature. Uh, you get the then you also get the people that are trying to escape from themselves yes people do exist um, yeah I mean it, and until you understand acting it's really an, it's an attractive thing you're like oh I get to be someone else mm. or I get to pretend to be someone else for a while. Someone else, yes. which is not actually the true essence of acting the true essence of acting is really being you mm. and putting yourself in those situations and a lot of people, when they figure that out and acting, freak the fuck out. <laughs> They're like, oh, I can't use this to run away from all my problems. Um, but I, I think you also get, and this, uh, this is more generally across like all the artists, I think you get a lot of people that are lost. Mm-hmm. That don't really know what they want to do. Um, don't fit. They've always been a little bit like of a misfit and that kind of stuff and haven't yeah. really figured out their place in the world. Yeah. And I understand that. life in the arts is a little bit I mean, oh, the the arts attracts people like that because it's usually generally quite accepting. It's an accepting accepting community. community. Yes. So people that are a little bit more lost or don't really know their place in the world, or they kind of find that, and they usually have some kind of way of expressing their yeah. their things. But those people generally don't have a whole lot of life skills, or uh, maybe a little bit emotionally immature and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So you put a bunch of those kind of, all those people in one house together. Mm. you're gonna get fireworks insanity ensues like, you're gonna get yeah, fireworks yeah, I think it's kind of yeah. and, and that was um, that was the biggest challenge in making something like Upstart successful mm. is figuring out a way of a selecting people to yeah. work there yeah. like the screening process mm. of like okay how because how, you can't there wasn't really one but there, there was, was a better one there, early on there was at times mm. Um, yeah. It seemed very easy. I mean, <clears throat> to get in. I mean, during the pandemic and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Absolutely. But even though absolutely. before, because I was yeah. I was in there before the pandemic, and it was fairly easy. It wasn't that like. Well, maybe I would say even for that, because um, I always tell people I, I found it through through Craigslist, and I I just sent them on the link to like my Instagram, and that's really all I did. But I also have to realize that if you go to my Instagram, I'm a pretty tame person. Like, it shows my art. It shows what I do. It doesn't show me, you know, being like real. Doing that, that big bag of drugs that I Yeah, get. exactly. It's, it's, <laughs> like, they see that I'm in the arts. You know what I mean? And yeah. same thing is, same thing is, is you, uh, Deontay, where you're like, I sent in a dance video. I'm, I'm doing this. Like, you mm-hmm. can see me out here. Well, so, doing social what media I do. is a, a crafted version of yourself that yeah. you want to present to the world. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, this is not true of everyone. No, that's not. It's not. <laughs> but, but generally, like, what you put on social media is the version you want the world to see. That's true. You, it's your best version of you. Mm-hmm. That, is, that is true. Not everyone, because some people love mm-hmm. drama, and uh, will put all their crazy stuff on oh, there. But... Just... <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I think that that's that was probably one of the biggest challenges with Upstart as a whole, is, like, figure... And it was it was never really a, a process that was figured out properly. Like you said, like, it was... Quite yeah, I was thinking again, mine was, um, I, I just know that the mine was just like an application and then you have to send the video, um, but then some other people had to do like more, like they had to send and like additional videos and stuff like that. Yeah, and there was um, like interview processes and stuff mm-hmm. at some point I didn't, do, as I well. didn't get an interview. Yeah, I, I mean, as I said, it was, it was an evolving thing <laughs> and I don't think, uh, well, the code was ever cracked on how to do it properly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, trying to figure out people. Is no. it, is it really... no, I feel like they were just trying to make money. I don't think it was trying to like figure out anybody or get to know anybody differently. Because when I came in, they didn't really do anything um, collectively. Yeah, it looks like a hey, 
Welcome like, to hey, Hogwarts. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to Hogwarts. Hi, how are you? You're an artist? Great. Yeah. That's kind of what I gave. That yeah. is cute, though. And, and I think that one of the different, like, like, <laughs> like you said, if you have those many, all those personalities in one place, and artists have a lot of, like, artistic energy, mm-hmm. and you constantly, and people who are, for example, actors who are like, I have to be myself in all these different roles, people who want to escape, um, into into the art, you gotta put activities around them. You gotta have you gotta keep them occupied with stuff, in mm-hmm. order to, in order yeah. so their intrinsic thoughts don't don't come to the forefront. And with the pandemic, that all went away. That all went away. Yeah, I mean when the times that I saw Upstart work the best mm-hmm. is when there was a project that a lot of people were involved in. Yes. Mm-hmm. So those times when. People yeah. came into the house, mm-hmm. and they had, they wanted to collaborate. Mm-hmm. Um, some of those collaborations were amazing and turned yeah. into great things. Some, some of them like didn't really end up being much, but well, that's the, not even the point. The point no, no, the, I mean that's that's not the point. But the fact that there was this common goal mm-hmm. that there was a large group of people in the house collaborating on. Where yep. There was a couple of movies and stuff that got made, and there was this collaborative energy yeah. and stuff that there were movies that were made. Yeah, I haven't seen any. Yeah, those are the, they didn't promote them. Like, should have promoted them better. Um, there were like competitions, like short film type stuff. Like, also, I didn't yeah. like have them on the page or anything because I actually haven't seen, I didn't see them. Um, I mean, there was a couple of like, the forty-eight hour film festival kind of mm. things that nice. we, we did, but um, I mean, there was, there was a couple, a couple of project projects. Like, some of them never ended up getting finished. Gotcha. Um, like there was one that my uh, my buddy did that uh, it started off as him doing his stunt reel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it turned, it kind of morphed into this bigger project where it's a, the yeah. whole like short film and everything. And the, that went on for a couple of years, the whole project. Like, the project? Film, yeah. Oh, nice. Because um, it kind of evolved and was growing itself. But there was a lot of people like across multiple houses that were kind of involved with that. And that was, those kind of things I felt really that like, brought the community together and mm. made things work. Well, I think better. it was because like, that's the, that's the whole reason of Upstart. I think um, it lost its way because a lot of people just weren't really going after what they were supposed to be doing why you got an upstart because i feel like in our house there was like a moment of um people just staying around the house and they didn't really do anything they were not pursuing anything they're just home and that's why the drama pops in oh absolutely they don't don't fucking leave they didn't leave the house like it was just like you should not be home so much so then you can be doing what you're doing otherwise you're not doing shit which comes back to like who you let in mm-hmm. like having people that are actually there's a lot of people that move to LA and like I'm going to be an artist mm-hmm. they have no plan or real career track on like it's exactly like, what just, that means I'm just figure it out it's, an, it's this idea that they have but you need more than that to actually mm-hmm. but also a lot of them are kids something. too yeah. I think a lot of them are yeah. young yeah a lot, of them, a lot of them are young a lot of them are kind of lost and don't and like it's just mm-hmm. this which there's nothing wrong with that but, no no I'm just saying like um, a lot of I think a lot of them are just very in I think it was different brackets of age and then also intellect and then where they're from because looking back I'm like there was so many people that are just so like like you said lost but then again it's like they probably just don't even know any better they yeah. don't oh trust me there was a lot of people that, that I met there where I would talk to and it was just it's like are you just this aloof are you do you not understand what I'm saying like you have no I'd go outside the whole the Hobart property and see a group of people just talking to each other about the the dumbest of shit. And I'm like, what are we what are we doing? And just oh, there's a there's a quote that I really like when you when you get frustrated with mm-hmm. dealing with uh, a lot of people and yeah. feeling like everyone's an idiot. Mm-hmm. Is by definition, fifty percent of the population is below average intelligence. <laughs> That's how that's how the bell curve works. <laughs> like have the upper half, you got to have the lower half as well. Yeah, so yeah. it's yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. But it's it's reality. It's just kind of the reality it's, it's of the situation. Kind of reality of it all. I mean, if and I mean, trying to pursue a career in the arts is hard. There's, there is no like set path on like yeah, it's not linear. Yeah, there's no linear. Like you come, in, you move to LA, and you do this, and then you do that, and then you do this, and then you do that, and you get here. There is, that doesn't no. exist. And I, but very... I, I think that's, that's kind of what, what frustrates me so much, especially when I see people outside like that. I'm like, I, me, just me personally, I had no other experience of, of it not being easy. 
I know the, I know how it feels to to get told no all the time and to and to keep moving forward and to put in the work and to just keep going and going and going. And you're right here outside of a building, uh, smoking a vape, doing nothing. And I come doing the same thing Monday. I come back on Tuesday. You're still doing the same thing. Come back Wednesday. You're still doing the same thing. Thursday. You're still doing the same thing. I'm like I'm out here putting the work, and you're over here being a dumbass. Come on, dog. Yeah. You know the nice thing though. That's the competition you have. <laughs> but when you see the statistic on like two hundred thousand people move to LA to yeah. every year to pursue their dreams, most of them are like that. And that's, uh, so most of them don't really try. Like so they say, "Oh yeah, I want to be a musician, or yeah. an actor." And it's like, what are you actually doing to, to pursue, pursue it? You can't just say that I'm an I'm an artist. Mm-hmm sit around smoking weed and like noodling on the guitar like it doesn't work like, like that no yeah. but there, there has to be like you have to have a really serious work ethic behind it as well and the crazy thing is that they'll eventually if they have a lot of money already they'll go back to their uh their home state and then tell everybody la's a sham it's it's this and that and look it doesn't work out for everybody it's cool mm-hmm. but you can't go by and tell people la's a sham when you didn't put in the work in the first place yeah. You were just hoping things would work out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you need you need more of a plan than that. And it's, 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 I mean, it's definitely not easy, even if you got a plan. For yeah. Sure, and it's, it's a challenging city to live in. But if you if you come to LA, like I'm, even coming to honestly, if you come to LA and don't have a plan, I'm I'm completely okay with that. But as soon as you get here, you got to figure one out. You got to figure one out, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm gonna say I think a, like a million people come here with no plan, and then they figure it out, or they figure out that LA isn't a game. No. Um, they either go back, they end up on the streets, addicted to drugs, or get a hold of your bag that you can hand out. Um, <laughs> hey, that, that person's probably doing quite well for themselves. <laughs> bag, you know, but, and then it just, unfortunately, it just depends on the path they take with that. Um, as we were talking earlier, like, that's why I feel like so many people are out here unhoused, homeless. Yeah, I mean, and, particularly if you don't have a support system yeah, as well. Yeah. Like, if you don't have... A, sol- a really solid group of people like, people, like fam- friends, family either family friends, or yeah. like the family that you create exactly yeah. because both are valid some people don't come from a background where they have a family that they can which is also on one thing, thing I think but... Upstart kind of was a good thing like it, it like built that a little bit oh, 100%. for people like um, I, I have people that I consider family that exactly. I met through Upstart like friendly yeah, yeah. Friends. like friends for life yeah and I'm like yeah no, that's like I call up these people they're going to be there for me yeah. Yeah. And that's right. and despite all the all the drama filled stories that we can sometimes tell and trust me, there's a lot of them. I mean you fight with your family, so Yeah, you fight with your family. Yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, these are people that, that we were in the same same battle together with, we were in the same place we that you could call up and for example, all these people that you see that we have on the on the podcast all the time, these are family. These are people that just come and and wanna just to shoot the shit. In. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's traumatizing is a lot of the stuff that happened and like it, I mean it definitely had a serious like dealing with being as a manager during the pandemic definitely had a serious like, mm-hmm. effect on my mental and physical health uh, yeah. for mm-hmm. sure uh, like I mean, I mean there was one time I had to kick someone out yeah and it wasn't a, a serious I mean it was serious enough to get kicked out of, but it wasn't like a super big confrontational thing right, it was right. just a it was a pretty straight up conversation like hey you did this you damaged property like you need to move out or we're going to be calling the police and yeah. pressing charges because you're, da- you're damaging property yeah. and they were like yeah, yeah, yeah but i was standing there and you know when your adrenaline like your body just dumps a bunch of adrenaline yeah. and like you start shaking yeah my body started doing that and i'm like that's not a normal reaction no. to like this particular thing like i was so on edge from all mm-hmm. the other stuff that was going on i'm like that was kind of the moment that I'm like, okay, it I, kind need, of, you I, cracked. Need, I need to yeah. like yeah. stop doing this. This is not good for me. And I had, I had a, well, I've never had that type of moment before, but I have had moments in which I was dealing with so many other issues and upstart that even the smallest of the issue, like just unbridled rage just came over me. And I'm not, and I'm not a rageful person. I'm actually, I'm, I say you, you come across as a very calm person. Yeah, I'm I've, a ne- very... I've never seen you get mad. So I I, I remember seeing. Been some... a couple of times, but no, I've never seen yeah. you lose it. Yeah, <laughs> but 
And I was like, the reason why I keep my cool is because I want to keep a level head in order to solve this situation. But I just remember one time, and it was the stupidest thing. I think it was over, over. Totally stupid. Yeah, <laughs> it was over who could play with the Xbox or some shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> and well, that was a moment with the P. It was an Xbox like that. Like they, it was one system. Yeah, and there was two systems up there, and it, like. Did somebody get mad at somebody? Yeah, say, like, yeah some, some, something about it. Because it was there, they can touch the controller. And I, I just, <laughs> and funny thing is, I think it was my Xbox. Because I was having it in the... Yeah, you put it downstairs. Yeah, in the community for, for people to, to use. Because nobody was doing anything. I was like, this was some way, some way for people to just kind of have something to do. And people were fighting over who's playing with it. And I, I just came back from from doing whatever. And I'm dealing like three other Uftar issues. And homies explaining... His side of the story, uh, other homies explaining his side of the story, okay. and I just remember being like, "Did you take it?" Yeah, I was like, yeah. "You know what? Fuck you guys." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> took the Xbox. Took the Xbox. <laughs> took it to my pod. Nobody gets to play with it. Nobody yeah, gets it to play with it. Was literally so dumb. It was so dumb. And I'm just, and I'm just like, after I got to pod, I was like, I shouldn't have lost it like that. But also, like, you shouldn't have to have done that. <laughs> but then they get the point, like. Why are y'all home all day doing that? Anyway? Yeah, I'm like, I am, I'm on the edge right now. Any small thing, yeah. <laughs> is, is going to piss me you off. Constantly dealing with all that stuff, but like, yeah, you can only, no, only one person can take so much. Yes. You, everyone yeah. cracks. Everyone's got a crack mm-hmm. point. What was that? The saddest part of the show. We gotta let you go, homies. But yeah. we thank you for being here. Thanks Not only let you go from here, yeah. but let you go from America. That's crazy. You are going yep. back. Yeah. They're back to play with the wallabies and the, the wombats back the home. The wallabies? Yeah. What's a wallaby? It's like a little miniature kangaroo. Oh, that's cute. Man. Yeah. Mm. They're very cute. That's cute. <laughs> wallaby. For, um, <laughs> tell everybody who's listening to the podcast, because I know you, you had a, I saw wait, a wait, project. Wait, yeah. wait, is What's a goal, like, what's something that you want to work on while you were there? Like, while you're in Australia or back home? Uh, so... I just re- oh, I just finished a short film that's about to do a festival run. So it's been for festivals nice. and stuff. Can you name it here? It's, it's called it. See Me. It's not it's not publicly released yet. Okay. Um, it's going to festival. I'm submitting to festivals, festivals and I'm yeah. nice, right nice. now before nice. I publicly release it. Um, but I'm super happy and proud of that. I know. I know you did a, um, you did a screening. You saw it. Yeah, it's it's so. absolutely guys. It's absolutely beautiful. I mean, Thank I you. was I was amazed. At by the end of it, I was I was almost in tears. I was about to shed a thug tear. Maybe, yeah, it, it, you know it I mean? was based on my experiences dealing with homeless people in Los Angeles. Yeah. Uh, when I first moved here, I found it very confronting, like all the homelessness mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. human suffering stuff you see on the street. But then very quickly, you kind of end up putting blinders onto that because mm-hmm. you can't, you can't really, pro- you can't help most of these people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's very difficult to process it. We just can't help all of them. You can't yeah. help everyone. You can help, but like the um, one, you, like you have. You can't help, and then I mean, particularly when you're, you're like struggling artist yourself, yeah. Right. Like, and then down the you street, can, you see you know, another, you're like, "Fuck, I yeah. just gave him something." Yeah. And then they <laughs> took away. You, after a while, you kind of like sh- you shut down your empathy mm-hmm. a little bit. You do, which particularly as an artist is a dangerous thing. Like having like shutting down your empathy because that's like a big part of like art is mm-hmm. being yeah. able to ex- express and relate to people. Um, and then I, I had this experience where I was, I was walking down the street one day, and I found this encountered person after person after mm-hmm. person after person and then I got to a certain point and there was a guy sitting in the gutter across the street from me yeah. literally like wailing at the universe in like this total despair mm-hmm. and we locked eyes and just had like this moment and it was just heartbreaking <laughs> so yeah. that was kind of my whole experience mm-hmm. with like it's called see me because you don't see them a lot of time you kind of they just, just become part them. of the background yeah. you kind of shut that, that down yeah. That you you connect with someone like that, you like everyone has a story. Everyone has yep. like their experience, and uh, they deserve to be seen. Yeah, I like so that, that was kind of the ex- that's what the the story is about. It's kind of trying to humanize well, that can't experience. Can't wait to see it. Love the story. Um, but kind of mm-hmm. going back to your question is, so I want to do more of that. Nice. Okay. Um, well, we should be I have some something soon. I have some feature film scripts that I'm working on that I want to produce when I get back home. Nice. Um, okay. Which. Some of them I might shoot here, some of them I'm, I'm probably going to shoot back on. Okay, so. well. But that's definitely the goal. I'm not, like, running away from my artistic career. It's, it's yeah. kind of a, I don't, I don't need to be in L.A. for it anymore. 
Gotcha. I'm moving more away from doing the daily grind of the actor and like auditioning, auditioning, right, auditioning right. for stuff mm. I don't really want to be in right. and having to live somewhere that I don't particularly like as a city. Right. Um, I'm a country boy. I like living in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of my goal going back on. Yeah, it's like transitioning right. a little bit more to that and creating my own stuff. And if that leads to me coming back here to work on projects uh, so for a certain amount of time, that'd be amazing. Yeah. But, um, for now, I'm, I want to do it from somewhere where I'm closer to family and uh, can have a bit of a lifestyle that I prefer. Love that. So, I'm I hope yeah. it works out and it's going to. I think you'll probably loop back because who knows, like you might win the, the festival and then have to come back out here and shoot something else. You know? Yeah, I mean, that would be a, a great no, way no, of no. doing it. Where I... <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's the plan. Like, get, get it into festivals, come back. I want to use those festivals as marketing mm-hmm. or networking kind of events and all that kind of stuff. So. If anything, you can always come back with a crack. Yeah. Yeah. Always Best crack gig. in the world. Yeah. <laughs> always a side gig, you know? Once again, Netflix, I don't do crack. Yes. Just, no. just I don't either. Liked it a lot. All right, so real quick, exit out of here. Where can, where can people find you just for, for all these, uh, for just you, your amazing stuff? Let, let them know where you can find you. Uh, so you can find me on Instagram, uh, zen underscore hunter. Okay. Nice and easy. Nice and easy. Nice and there we go. Yeah. Again, and anything on there, I'll be, I'm going to be expanding my channels from there, but you'll be able to find it all there. Through there. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Fantastic. Yeah. All right, guys. We thank you for, for once again joining us this week. It's been a, <laughs> it's been a ride. Thank you, Zan, for coming out. Thanks, Zan. Uh, thank we you. We really appreciate you. Uh, and lastly, I'm Deji Emanuel. My name is Deontay. That's Zen. And we'll see y'all next <laughs> week. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.